I was just reflecting a few days ago on this uh, copious number of saints that we celebrate, 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 you know. And I was just being rational in my mind. I said, why can't they just, you know, plug them together and celebrate them once, you know. So I can just continue. Like all saints, all souls, it's enough. So sometimes your mind can be a little bit critical, you know. But I didn't know that it was a journey for me to rediscover more and more the treasures that we have. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and said, if you do that, you will not value them. If you do that, you will not what? Value them. That these are men who are treasures of God and they shine like bright stars in heaven. That if heaven will celebrate them one after the other, the earth should even be celebrating them more often. And then something started happening to me. He says that each of them have capacity through their spirituality, which they have lived on earth, to shape our journey. Because each of the saints manifested an aspect of God, so they share in his glory. You see what the Hallelujah verse said? He says, God has called us through the gospel to obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel helps you to be able to share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That glory is too much that for one person to carry the whole thing. So you just take a part that is meant for you and manifest it and go. That's why we are called what? Witnesses. So they have witnessed different dimensions of the glory of Christ. No wonder Jesus said in John chapter 17, he said, you are my glories. These are very heavy realities that we must understand as Christians. If this ingredient is not part of your life, if you are still caught up with this jingoistic type of Christianity that is everywhere we are seeing, everywhere people, are, people just sit up and then carry one kind of spirituality and they start saying all kinds of things and we follow. We will make a lot of mistakes. And that's why the devil will wear suit and put on his tie and walk into any family, mess them up big time. Christians who are dedicated to church, Mess more big time and walk away without any resistance. Because the thing that kicks him off, you know, puts to one side, and I picked up a spirituality that holds no water. It's so painful to see the level of damage that's taking place. So much noise outside, but inside, no transformation, no sanctification. No commitment, no faithfulness, no in-depth mystery that runs your life. These saints, they, they, they didn't belong to any group or any crowd. They were individual men and women who were consistent with their understanding of Christ.
So the Holy Spirit continues and says, you see, each of them helps to remind you. They sensitize you. Just as the devil is desensitizing you, not to be aware that you're on a journey here, and makes you think that here is a final destination. And even could they tell you about heaven and tell you to pursue heaven, you see it as part of those religious cliches, you know. Uh, yes, so I will pray, you know, if we, if we die, may God receive us so, but you are not intentionally living for heaven. You are just hoping that no matter what, we will just do our best. When we die, God in his mercy will have to find a way of uh, whether by hook or by crook. You must bring me in now. What did I do him? Did I kill him? When the ways of God does not work like that. And that's why Jesus is very firm with his words and stands. And finally, the Holy Spirit says, as we present to you, we are showcasing to you men and women who have trapped different dimensions of the glory of Christ and have manifested it and they have gone. It will also help you to discover which glory you are to trap, which glory you are to manifest. You know, a few days ago, we were talking about discovering why you are here. Discovering why did God allow you to be alive today? You must discover it. You must know it. That I'm a priest is not enough. Why did God come into the priesthood? As you know. Why did God keep you alive now? Why are you the person you are now? Why? Is it just for the crowd stuff? No. Just the way you were born as an individual, you are very unique. Everything about you is unique. Your fingerprint is what? Unique. Your blood group is what? Unique. Everything about you has a uniqueness in it. Likewise, too. If nobody can have the kind of fingerprint you have, how can they also have the same position you have in the spirit? And the quality of your relevance, the quality of your value before God is not how much you pray, how much you do all kinds of religiosity. It's the ability to discover who you are in Christ and then key in there and begin to do it. Just like the block that holds this building. If you open this wall now, you will see one block lying there. He's doing his part by holding under block. And as long as that block is, it's very relevant to this building. Jesus himself is called what? The cornerstone. The cornerstone is not the main building of the house. But it is a major stone that if you take it away, the entire building goes down. But it's a very small stone. So when we celebrate the saints, God is asking you, look at this person. He found his space. He leave it out. You, have you found your space? If your Christian life now does not have this as a major project, the tendency to be eluded is very high. Because until you pursue something, you have no reason to be alive. You must be existing for something. Why are many Christians, you know, down and out? Why are they living without passion? 
They just live without direction. It's because there's, no thought, no, there's nothing before them that they desire to go to us. There's nothing pushing them. So any distraction that comes, uh, they say, oh, they, they say there's something happening here. They go there. Eh. They'll stay there and be talking about that one. And that one comes again. They just continue. But for those who are on, who are on mission, who understand their place in God and what they are pursuing, no matter the distraction, they will just sit and continue. And do you know what? If you find your purpose in God, you will see that some of the church will make a life will not flow any longer. For instance, if you find your purpose in God, and you see that that purpose can only be materialized in Nigeria, that God has called you on a specific issue that has to do with our terrain here. And they say everybody is traveling now. Oh, the country is not good. We're all moving. Will you move? No. I'm asking the question. Will you move? No. Because if you move, you'll be disconnected yourself from what? From the mission God has placed in your hand. Many have unplugged themselves from their destiny in the name of what? Going for what they feel in their hearts. They were not led by the Spirit. They are doing their own will and not the will of God. Oh, I'm going for a better life. That better life you're looking for there, is it part of the destiny and the glory of God you have to trap your life? These are fundamental questions that we need to ask ourselves before you start deciding. Oh no, hmm. I need to now travel. I need to go to this place. I need to relocate. Your place you are relocating is it part of the place that will help you carry your glory? You see a lot of Christians make their decisions, make their choices based on how they feel. And they just move. And they will call God and say, God, may you grant me success. And eventually, when they move and they see it as success, when something happens to them, they say, God, where are you? Well, let me tell you something. If you are living for your purpose, and if your purpose is to be actualized, for instance, in Meduguri, and you are there fulfilling your purpose. You don't need to ask God for protection. He will guarantee your divine security. Because whatever and whoever is fulfilling destiny, God himself on his own will preserve that person. It is when we are off record that we will begin to be afraid. And they will begin to now Every time, God protect me. God preserve me. God protect me. God preserve me. Preserve me for what? Where you are now is not where he has planted you. How do you discover which part that you play in God? Prayer life. No superficial prayer life. Deep intimacy. Deep intimacy with Jesus. You must come to a point in your life, in your prayer life, where your emotions, your will, your brain, your whole system is involved and consumed in the pot of prayer. At that level, you're not praying because you are asking for something. You are praying because of intimacy. God, God is no longer a, a God who is in heaven, far away from you. He has become a father and you are now intertwined with him. 
you can spend 30 minutes, one hour, just celebrating him, just glorifying him, and you are there overwhelmed by who he is in your life. That's when he pregnants you with the glory you are to carry. He will reveal it to you. No man tells you what, to do, what, to do, what you are to carry in your life. It is God who will tell you. He is one who will tell you, my son, this is your chart. Look at it. You will see. So anything you will be doing will be teleguided by the chart he has put in you. Anytime you are going off, off record, you will know. No matter how beautiful it may appear. That's why for those who have discovered God, not all opportunities are what? Good opportunities. So that's why Jesus is ensuring us in the gospel of today. Men ought to pray always and don't lose heart. It is in prayer you are better. It is in prayer God refines you, turns the crude in you to become the gold. Then you now start beginning to see yourself in your true colors. And when you see yourself, you will now know who you are. And once you know who you are, your assignment is laid before you. And you will do it consistently, with effortlessly. Grace will be supplied to you. And you leave a legacy that God can use again to communicate to the next generation. And look at the men and women who have lived according to my way. This is Christianity. And this is what the Father is expecting of us every day. We must grow out of regular religiosity. We must learn to start shutting ourselves down and listen to God to speak to you as your Father, to tell you your direction. Don't say, I'm, too, I'm old now. Oh, I've lived my life now. Is it by this my age again? I'm going to look for what you are going to tell me. God will tell me again. Moses was 80. And he still carried out his what? His assignment. Simeon was how many? 70 years. And he still carried out his assignment. Anna, the daughter of Fanuel, was how many years? 70. And she, she still fulfilled her destiny. Don't be discouraged. Don't be a freelance Christian. Be a Christian who lives by purpose. And until you meet God in the chambers of intimacy, you won't know who you are. You'll be wasting so much time. At the end, he's going to say, good and faithful servant. Because you have done what he has crystallized you to do. We thank God for the life of St. Jesus of Art. An Orthodox Christian who converted and became a Catholic. Born in Poland in the 1500s. And as he converted, he grew in faith. Became a priest, became a bishop. He worked for the unity of the church. That means he was an evangelizer. He would go on the streets and be preaching. And people were resisting him. On one occasion, there was a mob action on him. That's how they killed him. What did he discover? Cause be me if I not preach the gospel. That's why he did it unto death. We pray through his intercession. And the grace that God has invested in him will help us realize ourselves that we may all play our part integrally. 
and know that we're not supposed to exist anyhow. But we are all blocks. We're all blocks to a building. And we must take our space and hold the building that God is building. May God bless us, what's my house to Christ, our Lord. Amen.